Welcome to People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose is a podcast of inspiring people whose stories help you see things differently, live with intentionality, elevate the way you participate in the world, and take the necessary leaps in your life to seek and find your passions. Come with us and develop the courage to wholeheartedly pursue your purpose and unleash your truest potential. Hi, welcome back to People of Purpose. I'm your host, Tanner Badgley, and this week we will be wrapping up our conversation on embodying intentionality and inspiring others to do the same with Finian Kelly. If you didn't get a chance to listen to last week's episode, I highly encourage checking that out. Some of the things we covered are his annual birthday pilgrimage and what he discovered while walking the Camino del Santiago in 2017. Finian also talked about intentionality and what makes him so passionate about it. He shared the secret of finding the feeling of worthiness. And to cap it off, he talked about what it is about growing a business that is important and intentional to him. And in this episode, we will be covering unlocking financial independence, how Finney was able to synthesize being an entrepreneur and a wanderer, being authentic and earning an authentic relationship, and lastly, his undercover angel project for Nat Geo. Well, let's dive in. Here's to becoming people of purpose. I listened to a, a couple of your podcasts before our interview, and one of the things that you you really talk really well on is that financial abundance type of feeling and what it means to be financially independent. When did you first like grasp that? Like, was that early on your path, or how did you how did you unlock that little secret of like I already have enough, I I am enough, and more is coming, and it's because of these positive things that that I'm moving towards, rather than this security hole I'm trying to. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I started my first financial management business 13 years ago and I was different. We were very different. We was all focused on values. It was, and values are really feelings. It's like, what do you value in life? And then let's create an environment with money to be able to help you get that. So we never allowed goals first because goals come from the ego. It could come from social conditioning, it could for, come from someone else, but values are what's important to you. And then we said there's an array of options to get that and money facilitates that. But there was still a desire to keep making more. Like that was an element there with the people I was working with. And what happened over the time is that I made a lot of people reach their goals, make millions of dollars, and they still didn't feel satisfied or fulfilled or anything. And that's when I realized if you're going after financial freedom, you're going after financial security, there's a, there's a core lack issue. There's a scarcity belief. You're not trusting the universe. So that's when I realized that we need to be, what are we really after? We need to be financially happy. That's what we're trying to do. It's just financially happy. And that's when we connect the left and right brain. We, we do the positive and practical. We have choice and we're empowerment. That's ultimately what brings us to be financially happy. And that's that's one of our core paths in intentionality is the financially happy path. It's that prosperity path. Um, and we have an awesome, like awesome programs, digital programs um, on how to do that. And it's, it's amazing because we work with a lot of um, young professional females. Like that's, that's our avatar, but we work, we can work with anyone. I've worked with old people before our core avatar is that. And for the first time they feel choice, they feel empowered because they realize that they don't need all of the, what they've been told. They don't need all of that to be happy. They can be, they can do it now. They can feel those feelings of their value and they can feel financially happy now. And that's an incredibly powerful thing because 
whenever we, whenever we're in a situation where we're saying, I need this, or I'll be happy when, we've just got, we've just separated ourselves. Yeah. We have now got out of the present moment and we've gone into the future. We've separated ourselves. And when we're separated, we can't ever feel fulfilled and content. And effectively what we've done is we've written off periods of our life of where we're going to say, well, we don't feel happiness now. So I'm always focused on how do we come back to the present moment? How do we create structures? How do we create systems? How do we create belief sets that help us right now to feel whatever we want to feel now? Because you can, you can feel whatever you want right now. If you create the circumstances around it, you don't have to wait for some time in the future. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. That was really cool. I, I agree. I think it's really, you have a really rare brand being able to speak so well and, and from so much experience on the whole financial and entrepreneur path, path to success that I think a ton of people that listen to podcasts are on that kind of path. Mm -hmm. But then you have this other side, which is usually associated with like the starving artist, the person that's like a vagrant backpacker, the person that's like bartering and trading for all their, their things. And they're, they're totally trusting the path, but they don't have actual abundance. Like one of my friends in Thailand couldn't get a plane ticket to visit his family for the three years that he was there because he didn't have more than a thousand in his bank account at any point. Uh, how did you figure that, that mix out for yourself? And, and what, do you, what do you have to say to people that like are on one, like starkly on one side or starkly on the other? How do you reach that, that synthesis of the two? Well, beautiful. I appreciate that uh, affirmation of the work I'm doing. So it's interesting how I did it. I've always been someone who's been in multiple groups. I've never liked to have just been in one group, like that one core friendship group that you just meet with every single week. Uh, it comes ancestral to me. I can't handle it. Like I like to be, I like to be spread and get exposure to different people. So my whole life I've been, I was like in the jock group. I was in the academic group, the nerd group, like athletic. I, I've done I've spread myself there and I've observed people and I saw how people would approach life. And it's funny that you say that, like a lot of the spiritual people, the people we class as spiritual, they're actually not connected to the divine nature. They have a lot of scarcity, a lot of lack in there. And they try to spiritual bypass it. They just say, well, I'll be looked after. They do this, but they don't actually fully believe it a lot of the times. I've lived in spiritual communities and you see how the monetary side just ends up this energy that they're not, they're not actually allowing themselves to feel it. They're just suppressing it. They're not bringing it to the forefront. It ends up coming through and it's, and it's brings negativity. And it's why so many spiritual communities break up. It's why so many, uh, there's so much corruption in certain groups because they're not confronting the monetary side. You can't just avoid it. So a lot of them are just struggling as well. They're in a place of lack and a lot of scarcity and it stops them from doing really great work. Like there's a lot of people out there, if they just learned how to value themselves a little bit more, love themselves and ex ask for an exchange of value, like actually make themselves feel worthy, ask for what they, their value that they're giving and getting it back, they would be able to do so much good work. They would be able to contribute to a greater group of people, but their, their, their scarcity and their, their lack limits them and it stops them and it makes them play small. And then what happens is, is resentment ends up building inside of them. I've worked with healers who you could just see it eventually. And they, they saw this attraction to me because they saw that I was bridging both. And they were like, well, maybe here's my answer to how to help me get money and create value. Wow, now. That's interesting. Like the leader of the spiritual community would see you as 
kind of their their guru that they've been needing or something well not not guru but it's more like i see it they, they, there's an attraction they think i'm going to be the silver bullet then i'm going to finally like solve their monetary problems and it and it did start changing relationships there was this little bit of energy and i'd feel it i'd suddenly feel hang on this doesn't feel authentic to me now and it wasn't that they were bad it was just they'd suppressed this part of their life so much and it kept showing up in their life and that's that's very limiting so that's why I believe it's not right or wrong, it's and. And we just need to experience both and just come together. And that's why the more we come as groups, it's like why Burning Man is so magical because it exposes people to different sides, the artist to the entrepreneur, the entrepreneur to the artist, um, and it brings them together. And that's the melting pot. And we, that's where the magic is happening. And that's, that's what we need to do. We just need to come back together that idea of oneness for sure for sure yeah so if you're one of those people that is like on the spiritual side the artist side and you're, you're listening to someone like you and then let's say you go to a business mastermind and you're speaking to people that have you know high net worths that are a thousand times higher than yours how do you both be authentic um about where you're at on your path which you know can maybe be this kind of story of of scarcity and um, earn an authentic relationship with them without feeling this like strong need for them to kind of pull you up or, or, or be perceived that way. I, I feel like that takes a lot of, um, that's a really tricky balance. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. I think it comes back to authenticity and being willing to truly share your story. If you make up another story, what you're going to get back is just going to be connected to that story. So it's not going to have any value to you, no connection. So the more we can just own our own story and share it in a vulnerable way, the more opportunities we have for people to actually give us experience shares that can help us and it could only improve us. So if you want to be better, really just be truthful, own where you're at, and then people can drop in. And the, the funny thing is, is as you get with people who are often more successful, and I say successful is like they've, they're, they're happy, they have good families, they've built up wealth, whatever it is, they don't care about your achievements or anything like that. They just want to know who you are and what are you feeling and what are the challenges you're having. So that's the first thing I, I try to really encourage. And that's something that I do in my facilitation when I'm speaking or running retreats is I'm creating that safe container, that container where people can feel safe to share exactly where they're at because that's where the magic is. And the funny thing is, just like your experience, you probably experienced this, that 26-year-old might have given something so much to that 70-year-old because they were just truthful. And often that's what we need to hear. It's just because you've had more experience, you have more money, doesn't mean you know it all. So if we can create that environment, that container where people can feel safe to share, wow, there's magic comes up. So that's, that's one element. And I do that through sharing stories about myself. I'll talk openly about the, all the different things I've done and the kind of confrontation and what I'm going through right now. Like I shared that with you earlier, I shared I'm going through, here I am speaking on a People of Purpose podcast. I'm meant to have it all right. And I'm going through some confronting challenges right now. And it, it, it opened up a, a sense of vulnerability and we could go deeper. So creating that environment, doing that, and then understanding that you, you don't have to prove anything to the other person. Like just be there and, and through your experiences, you might be able to help them. And through their experiences, they might be able to help you. And it can be really, really wonderful. How I do that in the, like with the left brain entrepreneur world, the best way is like, I'm a breathwork facilitator and I love 
guiding people on a breathwork journey because I get them to have a feeling they've never felt before. Feeling of the divine, feeling of oneness, feeling these like really negative suppressed energies that comes up. And they're just like, wow, I had no idea that was possible. And then that opens up the possibility that they might go exploring, explore other areas. And then similar with the artist spiritual sides, it's just get them to really get connected to the feelings that, that, is, that are holding them back, that lack, that scarcity, lack of trust, whatever it is, um, and help them get connected. And that's, that's really all the work we do. That is beautiful. That's a really good explanation. Today's episode is sponsored by Win Mastermind in partnership with former guest Alexander Keenan. We have an opportunity to bring anyone into the podcast that really wants more clarity, more goal setting, to be a part of a connection with other entrepreneurs and visionaries that are creating their vision every single day. I just recently had a session where I posed to the group a question on what would be a good value ladder to make sense for people of purpose listeners to be able to engage more deeply with their purpose that can not only bring revenue into our project but also serve people to engage more deeply in a relationship with others on the same journey as them to get them connected to some of these mentors and guests and opportunities we have available and just posing that question really contributed a lot of growth for me to have a more organized mind to be able to lead my team to lead you and planted a lot of seeds during the conversation that helped me to organize the sequences of steps we could take, give me clarity to help others get clarity, and then see kind of what this bigger picture may look like where we could get people plugged into some coaching and some business development calls as a group and then get them ultimately connected with the mentors and masters of the craft that, that I've come to know through three years of being connected to the most purpose-driven people on the planet. So yeah, if you want to join Win Mastermind, go to winmastermind.org. Um, let them know that People of Purpose sent you here. Book your free call with Alexander himself and see if it's the right fit. I, w- I want to know about this like little mission trip you did where you were uh, an undercover angel. <laughs> uh, this is kind of the, the, the next level. Like for me, what I see myself evolving into is I don't see myself being some lifelong serial entrepreneur that's like making a billion dollars. I see myself like learning the skill set of business, obviously getting pretty wealthy doing it and being able to do that passively over and over again. But I I, I know that I want to go into communities that don't really have a lot of these tools and, and resources and network and people there. And I see that you did that with your undercover angel project. It's really cool. And I, I would like to do that too in a few years, something similar um, if, if it works out that way on my path. Um, what were some of your key learnings from that experience? Thank you. It was, it's, I'm smiling because it, it was the best experience I've had. It was the most proud I've been, the most feeling my flow, my zone of genius. It felt like everything was coming together. And it was a, it was a documentary I did with the National Geographic. And the, the premise was, was that I was an undercover angel. Angel is that I was a, a benefactor who like successful entrepreneur that was my story from australia and i had to go into a underprivileged community so i got put into bulgaria found out the day before that i was going to bulgaria flew to bulgaria and i had to find an underprivileged community and then go undercover to explore their issues their challenges and discover what what how could i help them and then i had to release to them after i'd spent a couple of weeks with them 
and I discovered what I was going to do, what project. I then announced to them that I'd been effectively lying to them, which was quite confronting because I was in a aroma community, which very few Western people had ever been into, quite a dangerous environment, but beautiful souls. But there was an element of like, wow, I'm in their, their area and I haven't been completely truthful to them. And I then had to share the project and how I was actually funding it. So we had to fund it all ourselves as well. So the, the big takeaways there, there was a few, there was, it was incredible, but there was one moment where they, they spoke Bulgarian. So I obviously had a translator the whole time. And when I did the big reveal, like the big reveal about who I was and how I had all these, like um, all these projects and the money I was contributing and everything like that. Um, when I revealed it, they actually didn't hear any of the monetary contribution, like nothing. They, they, that didn't get translated through. They just couldn't believe what they took. And they were so happy that someone just showed up and cared about them and wanted to share their story and show them in a different light. So that was a really aha moment for me was that it's not actually about the money that you give or the buildings you build or whatever it is, whatever project you're doing. It was the heart to heart connection that I spent time with them and I cared about them. This random, young, long, blonde-haired Australian guy went all the way over to their area in their world where no one has, had been there before. They'd never met an Australian before and I cared about them. That, that was the biggest takeaway. And I think with the work, often, unfortunately, in the philanthropic world, in the charitable world, it's a lot of ego. Like there's a lot of ego. I've done it before. That's why I was on boards and I contributed because it made me feel better. And there was ego driving it. And we forget what we're really trying to do. Like we're there to just be human to human, love to love and connect on that, on that nature. And that was, that was the, the big aha moment. Another moment was just seeing that we're all the same. Like we are really all the same. All humans have the same core drivers. They're trying to do the best in their circumstances. And from the outside, you could judge them. And this was of high crime rate, poverty, all these different areas. But when you got in there and you're with them in their homes, they have the same issues. They just want to do the best for the family. They want to be proud of their kids. They want to add some value, but they're just doing it in different circumstances. So that was another a great awareness. Um, and then probably just for me personally was I loved that feeling of being in like that incredible team because even though I was sort of the star of the show, I couldn't operate without everyone else in the, in the team and everyone we had, would have fixes. I'd suddenly decide I want to go there. And then like, they would have to find a way to make it happen. We had the sound guy, we had the film crew and all these different people and we all worked together and it was just felt so powerful to be in this high performing team all coming together for a particular reason and that was and and having some impact from it as well which was which was wonderful that's so cool yeah no for sure i yeah i that that's that sounds like a once in a lifetime experience i haven't gotten to see the documentary but what is the name of it it's called undercover angel and it's on national geographic um I'm not sure actually how to see it anymore. It, it like films on National Geographic. I get I get random messages from people all around the world continuously, even though it was a few years ago, just saying, sir, I love this. This helped me so much. Um, and there was a lot. There's a lot of people not asking for anything. They're just like, that really impacted me. And then there's a lot of people asking for stuff as well. And I think it's all beautiful. Uh, but I, I've got a link to it. I can send it to you. Cool. 
cool. Well, I was also curious, like kind of what, what products offering service, like why are you coming on podcast right now? What, what is the reason that, what is your intentionality behind why you're on a podcast? Great question. So intentionality is a philosophy that I've built and it's, I've been using it with entrepreneurs, leaders, one-on-one and in group settings like an EO and YPO and, and different organizations that and really impacting their lives, seeing how I can transform someone's life with this philosophy. And now I realize it's not good enough just to be dealing with the 0.01%. I need to start using helping people around the world. If we look at where the world's right now, like you think of stoicism, that's come so back in uh, into popularity now because people are a little bit lost. They don't know how to navigate this world and so they're going back to some core principles we're disconnected from religion so we're looking for something so i realized it's time like it's the wave is coming i'm hearing people talk about intentionality but they don't actually understand what it really is they have an intuitive sense but they don't know what it is and i i've built that philosophy so i was i was like it's time to start sharing this with the world and the way to do that is to create a movement we think of minimalism that was a movement it was an idea it was a philosophy and people started um jumping on and i saw how they did it it was through podcasts through a book through a docuseries and i realized that's my time so i'm now here to just spread the message that there is another way you don't have to be living the way that you're currently doing if it's not fulfilling you there is a way and there's a philosophy, a set of principles. And then under the seven principles, there's a number of behaviors. And then there's a number of tools. I've pretty much mapped it all out. Now, the great thing about this is it's not dogma. It's, it's a framework. It's a process that you can adapt to for your own life so you can get on your path because there's only one path for you. And it's your path. It's not my path. This is your path. So all the philosophy is about is facilitating you to find your path, to get on your path and stay on your path. And I believe podcasts are a beautiful method to be able to spread the message and I enjoy it. They're easy for me. So that's why I'm, I'm spreading it now. And I, we do have digital programs as well. So if you um, like we, we own intentionality.com and there's a wonderful intentionality compass, which is the most simple tool I've given like extreme value in this very short, um, like package down tool, this course, which will, get you suddenly connected to what's important to you and gives you a sense of direction of where to go. And then there's the financially happy path as well, uh, as well. So we've got a number of different programs and I'm loving it and I'm excited about it. And it's interesting because what I shared before is, is that I'm in this weird place where I'm, I am more connected to my work than I've ever been before. Like I'm calling this my life's work and I've never done that before. And there's, there's a few elements there. It's like one that puts a lot of pressure on you because you're like, this is my life's work. I've got to make it, make it really great. But then also you're like, well, if it's my life's work, I can back off a little bit. Like this will be my life's work. And it already has been, I've been living this and breathing it. So I'm, I'm uh, allowing myself to not put so much pressure on myself there. So I'm really excited and inspired, but then I have this other thing where I'm closing a chapter to my life, this this, I have this last chord to my previous life, the life of which was beautiful, but it had trauma, it had lack, it had scarcity, it had abundance, it had beautiful experiences too. And it's, it's challenging, it's confronting for me right now. So I feel 
a little bit separated because I'm so excited in this area and this bit is really hard for me. And I, that's why I'm backing off a little bit and for my backing off um, <laughs> my version of backing off and just honoring this moment. And that's, I know this moment right now, what I'm going through is going to be a core part of the intentionality story, the book that I'm writing. It's, it's really the, it, this will enable me to finish the book. So it's, it's an interesting dichotomy of experiences. Yeah, it's really cool. You're at a really interesting place in life. And before we even started recording, you just talked about how um, actually like our last two times you were supposed to interview got like rescheduled because of um, unfortunate things like a, a shoulder injury, snow skiing, and then COVID. So yep. you're not, you're not like, you know, you're not so, so different from the average Joe where you, you're facing deep challenges. And even the first half of this podcast was like very vulnerable, like uh, you were not you were not showing yourself in this like invincible light in any way. No, and I think that's a key element is is that if you see someone and you think they're up on a pedestal, there's something going wrong. Like they're probably not authentically connected themselves. Like it doesn't matter how connected to the divine you are. You need to keep doing the work. Look at the Dalai Lama, like the most spiritual being in in the world and how much time does he spend meditating and doing the work he spends hours because we are human beings we we feel this and we feel everyone else's so you've got to keep dropping in and doing the work the difference is is that i have a philosophy i have a framework on how to navigate these challenges so i feel them and they they're quite confronting but i move through them a lot quicker than other people would who don't have that framework and that's that's the only difference and i i know how to uh, look at my beliefs and my thoughts and my behaviors and feelings to make sure that they're conducive to this life of intentionality, the way I want to feel. And that's, that's the only difference between me and someone else who's not experiencing the same level of positive and joyful emotions. For sure. For sure. Well, yeah, I really appreciate all that you've been saying about, you know, being intentional and coming back to love and that self-compassion. That's, that's, an incredibly important component of this and you've really lived that lifestyle so uh, yeah it feels it feels really good to get to meet you and get to share your message to my audience because I, I know that that your your intersection of business and like spirituality is an important um, nexus to tap into in order to really get to any any of the paths that someone else is on we don't all have your path like none of us have your path actually you have your own path I have my own path people listening have their own path um, but you've taught a lot of the principles to getting on that path and I appreciate you for doing that and taking an hour of your life to be able to share that to, to the people listening thanks so much Tana absolutely loved it uh, to your audience like just Find your path, get on your path and stay on your path. It's beautiful life. Like it is amazing. They can, we can have so much joy and freedom and abundance if we just make the conscious choice to take a step towards your path or on your path today. That's all you need to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you so much for being with us today, Finian. And how can people connect with you one more time? So I've actually created a, um, a web link uh, for your audience. So it's intentionality.com slash podcast. And in that, there's some really great tools. I have an intentionality living guide, which basically talks about how I incorporate this in my life that you can just download for. And then if you get into that, then you'll be on our list and you can find me uh, through social media as well, which will be really easy. 
Perfect. I look forward to the day you and I can connect in person. Maybe we'll see each other at Burning Man or something. Yeah, I hope so. That'd be a lot of fun. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Benny. So what actionable step are you going to take next? Do you have a lingering question or something you want help working through? Do you need support in doing what it's going to take to live your purpose? People of Purpose is here for you. Subscribe to the podcast and soak in the stories and words of our wonderful guests. If you have any friends that might enjoy this episode or the podcast, bring them on board as a podcast subscriber. If you want to actually see the guests behind the voices, as well as the purposeful people and communities I'm a part of around the world, follow the podcasting journey on Instagram at People of Purpose Podcast. You can connect with our purpose-seeking community on Facebook at People of Purpose by liking and following our page. Know the minute each new episode is published, hear first about upcoming People of Purpose opportunities, and receive regular tidbits of inspiration and media I'm purposely perusing, pursuing, and pondering. It's simply a regular dose of goodness, intentionally filtered by me, to nourish your personal path of purpose. For the ultimate engagement, join our intentional group Purpose Seekers from the Facebook page. Join in longer-form discussions, link up with accountability partners, and share in opportunities and challenges to better know and grow in your purpose. Send me a direct message on either Facebook or Instagram if you want to talk privately and receive personalized guidance on how to raise your sales and write your ship. Come forth with your biggest dreams and aspirations, and I will do my best to connect you with the necessary resources and mentors from my network to start your trek along your personal path of purpose. Cheers, and here's to becoming 